Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Hey. Hey. Are you there? Yes. Yes, you're right. You got Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And the world was supposed to end on May 21st. Hey, it didn't end. You're okay. I'm okay. And we are on the air. And you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. We're glad to have you back. And you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. But I'm telling you, in the past month, we've seen tornadoes ripping right below where I live, just tearing up a whole town devastation in Mississippi, Alabama, and on across through the south, and now floods everywhere. Memphis, I did see the flooding in Memphis. Went up there, went across the Mississippi River Bridge over in Arkansas and back, and it is the mighty, mighty, mighty Mississippi now. It doesn't matter what you planted. What were used to be fields are under... Uh, probably 20 feet of water, and it's not just sitting there, it's flowing strong. It's amazing to see the telephone poles, and you see the tops of them, and, uh, you, and, and the, the, what used to be the lines running, the telephone, electric lines, but I mean the water flowing over those, the top of the wires in a, in a strong current. So the mighty Mississippi has overflowed its banks. Thank goodness the levees are holding, but there's a lot of flooding. A lot of people uh, will take quite a while to dig out. So we have had tornadoes and flooding. Hey, Israel's had uh, been approached on all sides of its borders. People trying to break into the nation of Israel. <laughs> and and then, you know, we got bombing, NATO bombing uh in Libya, trying to get rid of Gaddafi. You got Assad over in Syria killing his own people by the thousands. Now, tell me, is the world going to come to an end? Well, it didn't on May 21st. There's some crazy things happening and some sad things happening. But you know what? The Tea Party people, along with everyone else, we recognize humanity and the humanity of us all. Let's all pitch in. Pray for each other, help each other out of tough circumstances, and let's get this nation on the roll. We need a strong, vibrant nation that's not in debt so we can stand up and be the nation we were called to be, Americans, free and living free, and helping the whole world see what it means to live free. Now, let me get to today's show. We have got another show that's packed with some wonderful, wonderful things. You want to stay tuned because first we're going to hit the news. I'm going to tell you about a group of Tea Party folks that got together and they're making things happen. They're not talking about it. They're not at a rally. They're in a courtroom and things have happened. So you want to listen to that story. Now, uh, this week's Tombstone Award, Doc Holliday's Tombstone Award for this week will go to some, the action of some elite individual. It just, it's, um, it's, anyway, you will want to hear who gets this. It really gets me upset when I talk about the elitist and now the action of this one 
is going to get the Tombstone of the Week Award, so stay tuned. That will be in just a few minutes, so you'll hear that coming up shortly. And then we have some presidential talk to talk about. There's been people jumping in, jumping out. Wow. So we're going to talk about what's shaping up in the Republican nomination for the presidency of the United States of America. So a lot to talk about in that show. And then, yes, the Rock of Liberty speech. Don't want to miss that. I've got a story to tell you about BlackBerry. Not the kind that you type on and do your email on. I'm talking about the original BlackBerry growing up on Vines. We got a BlackBerry story to tell you, and I'll tell you what it means to the Tea Party. So stay tuned. What a great show. Let's get right into the news. And the news is, like I told you, there's a group of Tea Party folks, and I know them uh, down in Jackson. The Mississippi Tea Party has been hard at it, trying to get some things done in the legislature, and everything they want to do conservatively gets chopped in half and, uh, and, and, and never comes up uh, to law because uh, one part of the legislature, the House of Representatives in Mississippi, is run by some liberal Democrats, and, you, and conservative ideals don't usually see the light of day. Uh, in the Senate, it's run by the Republicans. And it's just been in the last few years that the Senate went from Democrat to Republican. It's been that way since Reconstruction in Mississippi, which those historians, you know, Reconstruction ended up after the Civil War in the 1870s, 80s. Uh, before Reconstruction, uh, well, before Reconstruction was the Civil War, but during Reconstruction, most of Mississippi, like most southern states, had a big contingent of uh, Republicans, black Republicans, and not all were black. They were black and white, and, and the Democrats pretty much ran the Republicans out of office through terrorism and some legal means, a lot of illegal means. But the Democrats uh, ruled for, you know, over 100 years, and, and now we're starting to see some of that break down across the South. Republican Party coming back, and the cycle it keeps turning. And that's what led to some decisions this past week. In the state of Mississippi, because of the census, uh, there's usually redistricting after the new census data comes out and see that the districts are reapportioned re uh, to, to help spread out the vote for, for the legislatures. And usually, they say there's always been a gentleman agreement, and the House will do theirs in the state of Mississippi, and the Senate will do theirs, and they'll come together and agree. But so... <laughs> So now, for the first time, we've had uh, the Republicans in control of one of the houses, the Senate, and they looked over and saw what the House Democrats did. The leadership in the House put together a plan that looked good to the Republicans who were already elected, but they were the minority. And they were gerrymandering everything to make sure they stuffed more Republicans in the already Republican districts so there would be no... <laughs> There will be no contesting of the, the Democratic majority. Some Tea Party folks, they smelled a rat. <laughs> yes, sir, they smelt a rat. And they said, hey, you don't have to do a gentleman's agreement. And the lieutenant governor, to his credit, said, hey, this is not right. Go back and redraw the districts. Let's have a committee. Let's get a House and Senate committee. But you know the House leadership didn't want it. They said, this is the way it is. Uh, they never would. So there was never a law of how to come together between 
The House and the Senate in the state of Mississippi, nothing ever went to the governor because they couldn't agree on anything. So what do you do? It has had to go to federal court. Federal judges said they were inclined to keep it the way that the House had looked at it and the Senate looked at it. But the Tea Party folks came in. The uh, Secretary of State, who was a Republican, is a Republican, Mr. Uh, uh, Delbert Hausman, came in and said, uh, he said, look, we look in the Mississippi Constitution, and it's been approved by the United States Supreme Court, and it says that you have two years from the time the census data comes in to redistrict. So it hasn't been two years. He said, we can, we can have elections this year with the same districts. Mississippi elections are in 2011. And the deadline, June the 1st, which, you know, is knocking on the door if you're going to run. So the Tea Party said, well, they went in with an amicus brief and stood beside, and they, they went into court and argued with the Secretary of State, saying, look, we, want, we are ruled by laws, not people. We don't want a hand-select, smoke-filled room, room full of uh, people saying this is what's going to be done. It's better to have the voice of the people and go by what the law of the state says. Now, if you don't like the law, change the law. So anyway, the Mississippi Tea Party stood up in amicus brief. The Secretary of State said, he told the, the federal judges that were looking at it, that uh, this is the, what the law says. And by golly, the federal judges who said they were inclined to take the House plan and the Senate plan that were not law, that had been approved by uh, just by the, the liberal Democrats, they, they, they said they were inclined to look at that. But you know what? They said, we looked at the law, and so go ahead and keep the districts how they are as they are in this election. They'll look at it again next year if anybody gripes. <laughs> so now the Tea Party has got a chance to go into these districts and say, even though the Democrat incumbents, the liberal incumbents, and a lot of those, not all Democrats, there's some uh, liberal Republicans and there's some conservative Democrats, but you look in the districts where there's liberal Democrats and you can say, we got a fighting chance to take them out. Because Mississippi is a conservative state, why, why do we let the liberals tell us what to do? Uh, so there's a lot to be said about Tea Party people who get together and we a couple years ago we got together and rallied and we brought rallies together but now in so many places the liberals are liking to think the tea party we don't see the rallies oh we don't see the rallies <laughs> hey we're in the courtrooms now we are making things happen and we're going to be there at the ballot boxes we're going to be there electing people we're going to make sure the people who have a right to vote get in and cast their vote. Still, less than 50% of the people are voting in elections. It's time to wake Americans up. We woke up in 2010. It's time to wake up more in 2011 for Mississippi so that everybody will be awake in 2012. Yes, get out there with your tea party and make something happen. That's the news. That's the news. It's good news. Things are happening in the tea party, so get out there and get to work. Now, let's see what else we got. Hey, the Tombstone of the Week Award is coming up. But before we get to Tombstone of the Week Award, let me just tell you about uh, wheresamericasjobs.com. Check it out. Go to wheresamericasjobs.com, just like I said it, or you can go to Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the front, look at the front page, click on that banner there, and go check out wheresamericasjobs.com. 
And I also want to tell you about my website, www.tparty.ms. Why am I telling you about that? New listeners, listen up. Go there because there is a special deal. Um, I got a book called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. I got a lot of new listeners. And what we got is a limited deal that for $9.99, if you're in the United States of America, free shipping, $9.99 from my book, Doc Holliday's Tea Party, uh, is giving this limited time special. So be on just for a few weeks. Go get the book. It's just $9.99. If you got one, get one for your liberal friends. Give, them, give it to them. Get them ready for the election of 2012. And uh, just go to www.teaparty.ms, teaparty.ms. And as well, I'm giving uh, some information, you can also look on there. i got several things, to, some poetry, some some speeches, some things put on YouTube. You can go there, some links. So uh, go there, enjoy that, and by all means, get the book. You won't see a better deal. $9.99, that includes shipping. I'm telling you, it's a publisher special, and we've got a limited number, so go get some before we run out of those. Now, the Tombstone of the Week Award. Who does it go to? I, t- I told you being an elitist. Let me tell you, the Tombstone of the Week Award goes to the actions of Chief Dominique Strauss-Kahn of the International Monetary Fund. And, and if you read any paper, you know what he's al- allegedly has done. Uh, sexually assaulted, allegedly sexually assaulted a hotel maid in a $3,000 night room. What I want to know is what in the world is the International Monetary Fund, the chief there, what is he doing staying in $3,000 a night room? He had no business doing what he did. The actions are detestable. I'm glad he's not getting bail. And I'm telling you that these elitists, socialists, that everybody loves to pray, loves to, to talk up and and, and we got people in our administration and wants us to be more and more European-like. Why? <laughs> Somebody tell me why. We got a elitist socialist that loves to tell us what to do with money, staying in a $3,000 a night room, doing outlandish things. He's got a history of outlandish affairs. He was thought to be pro- possibly the next president of France. And now he's got Doc Holliday's Tombstone of the Week Award for his actions. The actions are detestable, and it should be buried six feet under the ground. And I tell you what, I wish our Congress would go look at the International Monetary Fund. America foots 18% of that, 18%. There's a lot of countries, 24, 25. I don't know how many foot more than we do. 18% of our American taxpayers are going, and if they're giving that guy a $3,000 night hotel room, I don't know how long he stayed there, but we need to find out, and that stuff needs to stop. It needs to stop dead in its tracks. And he gets Chief Dominique Strauss-Kahn, gets the Doc Holiday of the Week Award for his detestable actions that should be six feet under the ground under a tombstone. Now, whew, that got me worked up. Wait, I've I got to get a drink of lemonade. Hang on a minute.
Okay, hope I didn't swallow too loud. Woo! And nothing like some Mississippi lemonade. Wow. Mm, sort of tart. Okay, I'm ready to talk now. Listen, we got to move on with what we're talking about, the presidential race. The presidential race is shaping up, and you know about that. And I'm going to tell you a few things. I'm going to tell you something that you may not know about. There's something going on in the undercurrents. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. First, let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. You're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And we're glad to have you on. I want to thank all our new listeners. We know you're clicking on. And thank you. Uh, tell your friends about the show, link it, give them the link, send them the link, and let's keep this show growing. It's growing because you're showing us what it means to be a part of the Tea Party. And that's why we are called Doc Holliday's Tea Party, the heart of the Tea Party. The heartbeat of the Tea Party is what we do. Come here every week, get yourself fired up and see what's going on. And now let's jump right into the Republican nomination the race for the republican nomination it is shaping up we got Haley barber out donald trump the donald is out mike huckabee is out now isn't that just a shame what mike huckabee did i think he he teased everybody he said he's going to make an announcement on his show there's something just icky now i love governor huckabee we we did a show on him and I think he's an outstanding American. But why did he have to try to draw viewers in to watch his show to see if he's going to run or not and tease everybody? I mean, is that a ratings game to, to, so he can help build his mansion in Florida? Okay, I don't want to kick Governor Huckabee too much, but I was a little bit, uh, I'll go ahead and say a little bit disgusted that he looked like he was being for selfish reasons, putting it on his show. But now, let's go right into what's going on. First off, it's, uh, we, I just told you who's out. Now who's in? Is Mitch Daniels in? As of the this show, when we sat down to record it, Mitch Daniels still hasn't made up his mind. Supposed to make it up real soon. He better. Things are shaping up. And I'm going to tell you something about an undercurrent. About, oh, a couple months ago, one of the, uh, we were talking about the presidential nominees, uh, presidential uh, contenders for the nominee of the, the, the nominee of the Republican Party. And I told you about Herman Cain. A lot of you said, Herman who? Herman who? I tell you what, Herman who may just be a surprise. Yes, he's a dark horse. Yes, it's a long shot. But I'm telling you, Herman Cain... It's probably going to pick up a lot of Mike Huckabee's, uh, a lot of Mike Huckabee's supporters. There's something going on with Herman Cain, and there's something about timing. You say we got to have the very best, the very, very best. Well, I tell you what, the presidency is an accumulation of who you surround yourself with, and the number one thing that Americans need. Is we see it from the Tea Party. This is the Tea Party group. I'm talking to you. We're Tea Party people. But the most important thing, the Republicans have got to nominate somebody who will defeat Barack Obama. 
Now, Barack Obama, when we get around conservative circles, some people think he's, you know, he's going to be easy to beat. I'm telling you, I don't know what the economy is going to be like next year. I hope it continues to get better. But Barack Obama is not going to be easy to beat. Now, Herman Cain is, some, in a lot of people's books, they don't know who he is. And that's his biggest difficulty, getting his name out and trying to find some money that'll support the Herman Cain candidacy. But I'm hearing some things from people I never thought I would hear. And I'm telling you, there's an undercurrent going. If you go out in the ocean and you dive in, doing a little body surfing and getting in the water, you know how the waves come in and out and in and out, and you whoosh, whoosh down the waves, and you go back and you fight those waves, you jump into them, and you whoosh down, and you look, and then you're a lot further down the beach than you were when you started because of the undercurrent slowly pulling you down. And I'm telling you, the undercurrents for Herman Cain are strong. Now, I don't have Yoda here to say strong they are, uh, but uh, and Yoda probably didn't have a southern accent either, did he? But strong they are, yes. The undercurrents for Herman Cain are, are I'm hearing questions from people about who is this guy that probably had never thought about him being the nominee. I think people are starting to wake up and say, yes, he could be the nominee. And it's amazing to me to see the undercurrents. When Mike Huckabee dropped out, Herman Cain has got an opportunity to come up higher than he's been. Now, how far can he can go? I don't know. But that's the undercurrent I'm talking about in presidential politics. We also know uh, who's in. John Huntsman looks like he's getting in, former governor, former uh, ambassador to China, a, a part of the Obama administration. He did resign and getting everything put together for a possible presidential run. Uh, you can check out him. He is a conservative. Some people say he's more of a moderate conservative. <clears throat> I don't know what all that means. Do you? Well, I'm going to look into it a little bit more. We'll, we'll talk about all the candidates coming up here right on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And as the next few weeks, we'll see more and more uh, shifting of the sands. Right, right now, the way I look at it, there's gushers of water just piling through, and there's a, there's a fierce wave washing back and forth. And everybody wants one strong candidate to come out, all just standing above everybody like a giant. It's not happening, folks. Everybody wants some kind of messiah. I'm telling you, we got to look at our candidates. we got some good folks. But the, what we have got to look for between Michelle Bachman, uh, uh, you know, uh, Mitt Romney, you go down the list, if it's Mitch Daniels, you go down the list all the way with uh, Palenti, Ron Paul. There's a lot of good qualities, but w the only quality that counts for America to survive and get back on track like the Tea Party wants, we got to find which candidate will beat Barack Obama. I think most of the conservatives and most Republicans are going to have the conservative ideas. May need to be tweaked. We're not going to find somebody we like about 100%. Everybody's going to find something and go, well, I wish I could tweak this. It won't matter what tweaking is done if you pick a candidate that cannot beat Barack Obama. So that's the what 
If you believe in America, believe in the freedom and conservatism, and you know that the presidency of Barack Obama has been job killing, it's been EPA enhancing that's killed more and more jobs. He's going into uh, uh, this just unbelievable with the Obamacare and the health care initiative that this, the way it's going to change America and forcing something on all Americans. And if you can force health care on them, what can you not force? Can you make every American buy a, a gun? That's what some people are talking about. Well, if you can make every American have to get health care, what can the government not do to you? That's the, that is the serious, serious business that is important that the Republican nominee must be someone who can win. And we've got to know he can win and he can knock the socks off President Barack Obama in a debate. I think we can all say last time we probably didn't have the best candidate we could have got there. We and and John McCain, war hero, and I I liked him, but I'm telling you, he just didn't resonate to people get to behind him. And we got to find a candidate and get out there and win. Now, in just a minute, we're gonna have the Rock of Liberty speech for this week, and it's a I told you before, it's about blackberries. So, but it's not the kind you type on or text on. It's the kind uh, that tastes good when you, when you chew on them. Okay, before we get to the Rock of Liberty speech, let me tell you about the Tea Party Review magazine. If you don't have it, subscribe to it. Go right there to my uh, the front page of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Click on the banner. Go to the Tea Party Review magazine, and it'll tell you how to subscribe and and. And do it. It's the best new magazine out there. Great, great news. But if you're part of the Tea Party, you must know what's going on across the nation from the grassroots to the hierarchy. I'm telling you, the Tea Party Review magazine, is, it's the magazine of the publication. It's the publication of the movement, of the Tea Party movement. So go there and get it. Now, let me tell you about some blackberry picking. It is blackberry season where I live, I don't know about you. Now, I know you folks who live in the city may not pick many blackberries. And some of you living out in the country, not, you don't pick as many blackberries as you used to. But if you know where some blackberry vines are, and I do, <laughs> and my, my kids and I have gotten a, a more than my wife can, we can put, we've been giving them away. Uh, so if you need any blackberries, come by. But listen, we, when we look at blackberry picking, let me tell you, when you go out there, you gotta, you gotta look for the blackberries. You gotta sort of scout them out and know where they are. Now, if you know where they are year after year, you find some good blackberry places and you don't want to tell others about them because <laughs> you, you don't want other people coming out there and finding where your blackberries are out in a pasture or somewhere. But blackberries, not easy. <clears throat> Number one, you got stickers around them. Number two, you gotta look for, uh, you gotta put your hand down in there and, and you wonder if there's a snake or maybe a spider. Uh, you know, you always have to get ticks off of you, or, you know, you got to watch out for ticks, may have to spray for ticks, or little spider bites, mosquito bites. So there's all kind of things that dissuade you from getting a blackberry. And then the, when the blackberries, a lot of times you see the red ones, and then if anybody's been blackberry picking, they're, they're a little green at first, then they turn red, and they're not ready. You don't want to eat the red one. doesn't taste good, not ripe. When they turn black... A really a purplish, dark purple, blackish color. 
then you got you a good blackberry and it'll taste good when you chew it. Great with yogurt, great with cereal, great just to eat plain. But the blackberries, it's the time of year for the blackberries. And the thing I want you to know, blackberries are not easy to get to. Some people don't want to, they just don't want to go through the mess of having to, you know, get on some long pants and long sleeves and get out there and, uh, and look through to get the blackberries. Sometime you'll see one little blackberry. And you reach down to pick it and you pull a little grass back, pull some vines back. And by golly, it's not one blackberry. It's on a vine of maybe 10 or 12 blackberries. Big old juicy blackberries. You think, I've hit the jackpot. And you keep going on. And you pick the blackberries. And they're out there. And, you know, you don't plant blackberries. Or if you pick them from the wild, you don't plant them. God raises them up. And you've got about a two or three week window to get out there and get your blackberries. And then they die out and you've got to wait till next year. But I'm telling you, the Tea Party movement is a lot like picking blackberries. Why? Because we know, we know that getting people to, to vote conservative sometimes is hard to do. Sometimes, you know, you got to go out there and you think, well, it's not worth the effort to get that one person to go out and vote. But you know, it's like picking blackberries. When you go after that one person, they got a family. They know other people. You get them excited about voting. Say, go register to vote. And we got to be planning now, getting people out to register, because 2012 is coming up quickly. And I don't know if we can have four more years of an administration like we have now without America being so pushed down the road to socialism and far-left policies. I don't know if we'll ever, ever be able to recover. Why do we have to go through that? Why do we have to have to uh, have a rendezvous with uh, a perilous, uh, a very uh, nation in peril. I don't want to get that close. We're getting close now. Look at our deficit. Look at our debt ceiling, our national debt. We are getting so close to disaster. And the far-left policies are pushing us ever, ever, ever closer to the edge. We don't need to go there. We've got to find conservative voters who are going to vote for conservative folks and it may be some people may have to run some primaries against some republicans i don't care if it's who you have to run against you may have to run somebody you know may needs to run but we got to get some conservative folks that understand some common sense and when we don't have the money we don't need to be spending it but that's the blackberry that's the blackberry picking plan. You have to go after those folks. You think it's just one person, but that one person may get 10 or 15. And that's how the Tea Party is growing. That's how we're making ourselves blend into this culture and change the culture. I'm talking about, just like I said that the, on the news part earlier in the program, these Mississippi Tea Party people didn't stop at just rallies. They went into the courtroom with an amicus brief and they stood by the Secretary of State and said, this is the law of the land and we are telling the court, the judges, you should respect the state constitution and if it's, you know, if you don't respect that, why would you change it? And the judges agreed. This is what the law says. 
That's the Tea Party experience. We're getting stronger and better and smarter, and we need more people like you and me getting others involved and letting them know it can be done. Wow, you're making it happen. I'm working with Tea Party folks every day. Together we're making a difference, and it's got to be a base that's growing. So in 2012, there should be no doubt that America will turn back to the Constitution and the freedom of the Tea Party folks. We understand it all the way from Samuel Adams all the way up through today. People who love freedom have got to stand up. And like I said, we, we always talk about fighting, but a lot of times it's like picking blackberries. You've got to want to get out there. The blackberries are great. They're delicious. But everybody wants someone to pick them for them. Because you have to spend out there a lot of time for a few blackberries. But it's worth it. It's worth it. The Tea Party movement is worth it. Get out there. Give it your best. Find the rallies. Those who are leaders, go help the leaders. Help them. Get out there and make a difference. And get ready for the elections of 2012. Let's keep this Tea Party movement growing, growing, growing. Can't wait to next week. We're going to be talking more about the, uh, the debt ceiling and the, our national debt. We're going to be talking about that. You don't want to miss that next week, so we'll see you next week. All you new listeners, thank you for listening. Everybody, thank you for getting on in line and listening, and be sure to link it to your friends. Tell your friends about it, and we'll see you next week. God bless you. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.